Hello everybody, I'm KP and welcome to Million Dollar Exits, a special segment on my main show, The Building Public Podcast. In this interview series, I sit down with founders who went from an idea to building a business and then eventually selling it for over a million dollars, hence the name Million Dollar Exits. This is something I'm very passionate about and curious about at this point in my career. I want to learn and share all the insights, mindset shifts, lessons, and non-obvious tips that are part of this unique journey with the next wave of founders who want to take this path as well. So buckle up and get ready to be inspired and informed. Here's a special shout out to our episode sponsor, Paralect.com. Million dollar ideas come from every possible niche. If you're a busy domain expert in marketing, sales, finances, or healthcare, and don't want to spend six months just to build an MVP, you'll find Paralect super valuable. Paralect is a venture studio built to design, build, and launch a product for you that is ready to sell in under two months. Start with no code or go full stack right away. Simply focus on growing your early adopter community and build in public, and they'll take care of the rest. Build your million dollar startup with Paralect.com. P-A-R-A-L-E-C-T.com. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Million Dollar Exits Podcast. I'm your host, KP. And today I have uh, a very, very special guest joining from Poland, Igor, joining us from Paralect. And uh, first of all, welcome to the show, Igor. Hey, super happy to be here on the other side of the screen. Right. And I'm smiling widely and grinning because Igor, in many ways, one of the big advocates for this podcast, for this, especially this segment called Million Dollar Exits. Paralect, as you guys know, if you've been listening to this for the last five, six episodes, Paralect is a repeat sponsor, you know, and I'm grateful for your trust and the way you like, reached out. And it was such a, I think, collaborative, organic, you know, connection that we just had with the podcast and the fact that you were building Paralect and you saw was a natural extension to your marketing campaigns. And so just want to put it out there. Igor and Parallax team has been the most fun to work with. Super easy, fun, and, you know, just kind of like the, the kind of people that you want if you want to build a startup and want some expert guidance and people who've done this before. I know that's kind of what Parallax does anyway. So maybe that's my segue into asking you, what is Parallax? Tell the audience a little bit about the origin and the, and the story. Yeah, yeah, thank you very much. Uh, so Parallax is a startup studio and uh, I am a CTO in this startup studio. Uh, so it's a service company we're selling product engineering as a service we're partnering with the typically early stage uh, non-technical founders rather to build their like first version of the product to launch it and uh, typically raise funds after it uh, uh, the pre-seed funds or rather we uh, partner with uh, more later stage founders uh, when they experience some delivery issues uh, so probably they build the product but uh, their team doesn't perform or they can hit some milestones so that's where we fit into or like launch a new product. So that's what we're doing. And um, we use all these like uh, profits, uh, not huge, but still profits that we have and to reinvest them into fun, like startup activities that we'll probably talk with you more later. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited to to dive into those. So you've been, you said it's it's kind of like a, like a service company, you know, right. For, right. for people who want to build products, like software products. What are some kinds of, let's say you said non-technical founders, but what are some uh, specific personas that typically you work with that you tend to attract for a product? 
Yeah, so uh, I can talk about uh, like uh, our ideal client. So yeah. uh, ideal client will be basically a person uh, who will make it without us. Mm-hmm. So basically someone who uh, don't need us because mm-hmm. it's challenging. It means that we are targeting right people that are out of our league. So we need to work hard to prove that we actually need it and so on. So that's our ideal uh, customer. And what it means, it's a serial entrepreneur who already launched some company uh, probably mm-hmm. sold it uh, or uh, he's running it in parallel. So they know already how uh, products are built there. We are pretty sure that the product will grow so we can overinvest into these products. So that's the ideal customer. And we uh, usually got them through a network. Uh, so our clients introduce us to other people like that. But from like organic uh, like uh, search or uh, from our programs, we normally attract uh, more early stage people like without actual knowledge. Uh, so they're the tough one to work with because you need to actually prove even if they have money like you don't want to spend like a, a lot of time to work with a like person who wants like grow a product who will be met on, on you so we'll need to figure out how to find these great founders even if they have uh, money so that's like uh, our challenge and uh, the reason why I'm saying non-technical because we found out through the years that it's the best fit for us because we are technical we know how to do uh, technical stuff we built uh, technical products so we already proved it. Uh, I think we are pretty decent in architecture, in the data, now in no code. Uh, so we are pretty confident in this part, but we are not confident in marketing sales. So that's uh, the help that we need. Uh, so we're trying to find this best fit when founder is great in sales and marketing, really pushy, energetic and sell stuff, uh, uh, who is confident in what they're doing, who can lead uh, the team genuinely without pushing them. Uh, so that's like the best fit for us. And right. so I have a... this founder. Yeah. You know, th- thanks for sharing. But I have a, a, while you were sharing sort of like this ideal client in, in some of this context, what sprung up to me was a notion, a concept that I've been riffing on for a while where I think that every creator, you know, who's amassed a pretty decent size audience and who has trust with the audience and not just talking about like, you know, like superficial influencers who don't have trust, right? But like people who have an audience, so they have attention and trust, you know, I think every creator could benefit from having a SaaS product or some version of a scalable digital product an app. I think that's like an unexplored territory in my view, because as we we see the rise of creator economy, you know, we see a lot of people like Justin Welsh. We see a lot of people, um, he's on LinkedIn, I think pretty big on LinkedIn. Uh, There's a lot of them like that, right? There's so many niches, you know, there's Miss Excel, who is in uh, TikTok, she's blowing up. A lot of creators like that, I think uh, they try to monetize through things I feel like that are not super scalable, like t-shirts or, you know, like merch and, you know, dumb shit mostly, right? And mm-hmm. I think if they had great partners like you guys, you know, who understood who understood technology, understood product building, because of the fact that they have an amazing network mm-hmm. and marketing unfair advantage, I think it's a natural, you know, opportunity to uh, not only collaborate, but also create a lot of great products for the world. Example that comes to mind, Igor, is think about like James Clear, if you know him, like yeah, know him. Atomic Habits. Right, I love the book. I love the book. I think I read it like every, almost every, every year, like a, like a, it's like my Bible next to my nightstand. But if James Clear, who I think almost has a million people in his subscribers list, if he decides to build a habit app, and I use a meditation app called Simple Habit, but I have no attachment to it. It's just one of the many things I just use, you know. But if James Clear has had his own app, 100% I would switch, right? Because I feel like I owe debt to him, you know, because it's such a change in my life. And I think there's, so there's the need where I think a lot of creators like him, if they come to a realization that they could, they don't have to code, they don't have to go learn no code and AI themselves, you know, because I imagine he's busy. He wants to do speaking gigs. He wants to do all these other things. 
they could simply partner up and build a SaaS app, you know? And I'm like, right. that's a missed opportunity if you don't, if they don't. Definitely, definitely. And uh, I'm glad that you mentioned this because it's something that we uh, discovered not so a long time ago. So again, we're originally a developer, so we're a bit slow understanding some like marketing sales concepts, but it's definitely something that we want to explore and double down more like on this uh, like influencer types of partnerships and to be learning to a really difficult way. So I'm posting daily to Twitter. I'm still like have a small account, but uh, I really value Twitter and I met a lot of great people and uh, clients from there or even on this uh, uh, size of audience. So I know that if somebody has this audience and especially if they have already info product, so that's uh, the sweet spot to jump in. It's probably a difficult, a different type of uh, partnership. So it's, it shouldn't be like pay uh, money to us so we build it. So it should be something, let's build it uh, and share the revenue. Yeah, uh, revenue uh, share or yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and uh, unfortunately we don't have like a case study yet, but we're doing like few experiments here and there based on that. So for example... I I feel like that would be, yeah. I'm just curious because I don't think of any, because there's thinking like there's a sea and an infinite number of service agencies, right? Dev right. shops, right? If you go to lemon.io, right. there's like, I don't know, a million developers, you know, yeah. there's so many developers, so many dev shops, so many offshore agencies. I think I haven't come across a service agency that specifically niches down and says, you know what? We partner up with creators mm-hmm. who have an audience and trust right. and we build SaaS products for creators. I think that could be an interesting niche. Nobody, you know, explored. You may need early, like some good wins initially some small wins but like it would be an interesting case study to explore like that even to a creator to pitch them you, you could say you already have an audience which is an asset you know mm-hmm. build an app that would serve them and add value to them and then go from idea to exit on microacquire or acquire.com yeah. and we'll help you and we'll do have share i think it's a no-brainer if somebody pitched that to me i'm like you know mm-hmm. as long as i find the app to be something that is fun yeah. you know something that i want to do yes, so okay. anyway so i don't know if so have you heard about my software product called leaderboard no sorry yeah, so this is like a, a month ago. I, so you know, I run the fellowship called Building yeah. Public Fellowship, right? Yeah, definitely. And so one of the one of our fellows is a Ruby on Rails developer, mm-hmm. and he's become very close to me, a good friend of mine, Zach. And I think he worked with Thirty Seven Signals and like Jason Fried mm-hmm. and cool. like DHH and those people. But anyway, so he's a seasoned developer. And then we were like, just one day we were just shooting the shit, like randomly just talking about some stuff. And then I had a Google Doc, uh, sorry, Google Sheets template where. I was tracking in my fellowship how many people are tweeting mm-hmm. every day and how many tweets are they making and who's on a streak, who's on a hot streak and that kind of stuff. And he said, KP, you know, I can spin this up like and do an app, a web app. Mm-hmm. And I asked, uh, could you do this like in a day? Like, he's, I don't want to overcomplicate. And he said, yeah. So next morning I wake up and he already spin it up, you know, like quick little lightweight app. And once we shared that internally with the 20 people in our fellowship, everybody used it almost cool. every single day. And I think after like 15 days, people were like addicted to that. They're nice. seeing their screenshots of like their you know, the streaks and stuff. And I got the idea that maybe we should just bring this out to the to the public, you know, to the like normal Twitter and like other people. And so the idea is called Leaderbird. Like it's a leaderboard, but like bird is Twitter. <laughs> and so it's called leaderbird.co and I spin it up quickly. And that is where I realized the power of having an audience and, and trust because okay. I got amazing feedback right away, which four years ago, I wouldn't have gotten that feedback. I would have had to really like beg people and like to test, be a better investor and so on. But one difference, one unique thing that I did was I had a Stripe checkout page, mm-hmm. even on the landing page. 
even with no code, like even before we announced the actual MVP. And so I, I think I got like four or five paid customers immediately within the like in the first first day. And so now we have 22 paid customers. It's a small, tiny oh, micro task. Yeah. And it's, it's fun, you know? So again, it's like, doesn't take too much of my time. It's like maybe like an hour a week, but I feel like more creators should try this thing. So first of all, we'll need to do something with you now. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> it's the first thought. Uh, second, I actually uh, saw this page. So I remember it now and it has a lot of similarities with the products that I'm building actually. Really? Or at least like philosophical similarities, like yeah, yeah. not like functional. Uh, so it's pretty cool. And also one thing that you mentioned, you mentioned Lemon.io. I also want to like uh, give a shout out to Alexander because he was a guy who actually showed me like Twitter and building public community. So I was just subscribed to his uh, newsletter and he was sharing these revenue goals. And uh, I just replied back like, man, it's so awesome. Like, and we uh, eventually meet with him and he showed me like my first million podcast, uh, which yeah. is also great that I'm still watching uh, till yeah. the day of Twitter and stuff like that. And uh, I started learning building the public, like uh, following his That's account. Awesome. Yeah. I, I, I love Alexander too. I think um, we he's also, by the way, not the not my podcast, but he sponsored my newsletter, KP's oh, Column. Yeah, actually, and I learned did, from, like, from I him think... that you need to sponsor guys. <laughs> What's that? I, lo- I think I learned from him. Like uh, I saw a lot of sponsorship and even like uh, in the first million, he sponsored it and he said that the performance was great. So yeah. uh, it's probably something that I learned I think, from him. So let's actually talk about this, right? So this is something that I think... Um, Three years ago, four years ago, I would have, I would have not, I don't think I would have gotten the real um, essence of why sponsorships are important. Yeah. Because often, like, you know, the, the default mindset people think is that, oh, sponsorship, you have to really calculate the ROI, right? <laughs> but you can't think like that um, when it comes to people. You can think like that when it comes to platforms. For example, if I'm doing SEO on Google, then, okay, then I really care about CPC, like, you know, like all that optimization, over-optimization, because it's a platform. Like, there's a billion searches every day, right? More than a billion. That's how it works. Yeah, so there's like a lot of focus on transactional ROI, you know, mindset. But when it comes to sponsoring, let's say, newsletters or creators or podcasts, um, I learned this only recently. And because now I'm on the other side where I'm the creator, right? So now I'm like, I get the, I get the, 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 the sponsors that I have, including you guys, um, Igor, Lemon, I have massive respect for them because they took shots on me before I become the next big thing. So it's not the ROI of that particular edition, you know, like when, for example, like he sponsors something in January. Like, it's not the ROI of, oh, Alexander sponsored KP's newsletter on January 14th and like, what's the clicks on that? No. It's like for two years, I'll be singing songs about him, right? It's like, it's crazy. <laughs> and so, believing in someone and taking a bet on a creator is similar to like, take putting a $2,000 check in Tesla in 2009, right? You're yeah. gonna reap a lot of rewards in the long run. You know, I see this a lot of the times, like with my first million, um, somebody, they, they, they really respect, really care, they really remember the early days you know um, like Danny Miranda is a great podcaster I don't know if you guys know him yeah no. but I went he did I, I think he's like at 400 or something now he's he's like a phenomenon he's gonna be the next Joe Rogan I know this and he's young so he has got a lot of time he's, he did like 400 podcasts or something episodes but I built a relationship with him like when he was so early mm-hmm. and to, till today he and I we exchange DMs we talk, like it, there's a that little investment of my 15 minutes time with him or 20 minutes or whatever is now a friendship that's, cool. that's how I feel about I think you know what Alexander is trying to do because you know you 
you guys are like in Poland, I'm in Atlanta. Like, how do we come together to create value for, you know, entrepreneurs or founders? I think it's through these small things, you know, it's some collaboration, some sponsorship, yeah. some promotion or whatever, you know? So, yeah, definitely. Yeah, let me add here. So first of all, I really appreciate your thinking uh, because I thought you you already kind of big creator, so probably you're already <laughs> used to this kind of like payments. So uh, it won't be exciting for you. And uh, it's really great that you explain it the way because it also opens my eyes and uh, I now can understand how other people feel about it. Right, so, because it's as a creator, I, I, like I said, it's um, as a creator, it's so different, right? Because as a creator, you're almost like a small business owner. Um, and so you really would respect the first, like if you open a restaurant in, in, in um, Warsaw, right? Like you would, you would respect the first hundred people who paid for you and then ate there, right? Yeah. And after a while, when you hit scale, like when you hit like McDonald's, you don't care. But initially, it matters a lot. So I think um, I, I try my best the same way. Like, you know, when, when I have a product hunt client, or when I have a uh, like a series A startup like Coda or, or a Glide or someone they come to me and they're like hey we want to sponsor I always go and get some other younger creators and smaller creators and sponsor them because I know what it feels like you know it's like so amazing for them and um, and I know that feeling so it's like you know why, and, and it's also the money will travel that 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 ROI is, is more, like I said earlier it's not just about the clicks you know yeah. it's reputation so, yeah definitely um, and uh, I also want to add uh, regarding the uh, ROI definitely we weren't looking at this way like how many clicks uh, yeah. really bring and, and how many deals because we thought that it's probably like not uh, not something that will happen quickly first of all yeah. uh, or not something that will bring us like a huge amount of deals because we need to like sponsor more so that's probably the way to go but it's cool that it uh, led us to like uh, basically when I was explaining the ad for you, uh, to you I was explaining like what we are building so you kind of know what we are doing so uh, we are staying in touch and uh, yeah, we converted into this podcast, which yeah. RII is probably much more bigger than uh, what I paid for it, It's so, so funny um, because when um, when you reached out, I feel like something happened uh, two weeks ago. And um, I, for some reason, I was thinking about you. I was thinking like, you know what? Uh, we were doing a round of new guests, like a new list of people to invite for the next next mm-hmm. 20 episodes. And um, I said like, you know, what? I want to put Igor in the list <laughs> um, because we have we had these emails exchanges. And I was like, I'm really curious about Parallax, you know, cool. I want to know more. And so that's here we are. So tell me a little bit more on there's two other things you touched on earlier, right? Which is the, the another tool called Momentum. Momentum, right. And then uh, something called Nano. What are these two? Right. Uh, so let's start from Momentum. So uh, Momentum is a tool that I'm leading, that uh, I'm founded, uh, uh, that I'm for the moment building and mostly I'm prom- promoting. But now I already have guys who help me uh, to promote. Uh, but basically, it's a tool to build in public. Uh, mm. uh, it's a set of tools to build in public. Uh, to be precise and uh, you mentioned a couple of things like uh, uh, creators uh, like not everyone understands tech even with no code so everyone says that no code is easy it's not I mean I can say that it's no code is easy because I'm technical I can build stuff there's a learning curve yeah, yeah but I, I understand that it's not easy so uh, uh, the thing that we figure out with our like new clients that we have some awesome people who are really great in like networking and sales and stuff but they don't understand what Notion is it's hard for them to open Figma it, it, and it blew my mind like uh, these things for me was always like they're super clear yeah. there is nothing simpler than that and uh, I said well, okay so uh, we met with a call with the founder and he told me like this notion thing was confusing and uh, it opened my mind uh, so uh, uh, that's uh, like wh- uh, whom uh, we target with momentum like uh, really people who uh, can do stuff who can sell uh, stuff who can deliver but who don't understand uh, tech uh, so we'll give them uh, 
some tools that will help them to launch their business as quick as cost efficiently as possible. Um, uh, so uh, what do you need like to launch a business? So we said that mm-hmm. the first thing that you need to do is launch a landing page. Right. So Momentum should allow you to launch a landing page. And the way how we do it, uh, we can say that it's no code builder for landing page. Uh, but in fact, uh, uh, the way how I say it, it's stupidly simple uh, landing page builder. Nice. Uh, because all you need to launch a landing page is just a name and tagline. And nice. you click publish and it's already published. So it will be just a name tagline and input with the collect emails forms. Nice. But uh, here's the thing. You have uh, like URL that you can share around. So you can start sharing this link around and you start collecting emails. Back and we email. have like analytics and uh, uh, right. emails uh, built in. So you can start collecting emails. Uh, you can't send emails at the moment, but you will be able to broadcast emails later. Uh, so here what it gives to you. So you have an idea. You can launch your page like in seconds, like sitting. Uh, you can start spreading the link around. And we will like create content, right? How to distribute the page. Like mm. uh, probably like go to Twitter, probably to Reddit, uh, uh, probably to Instagram. Right. So we'll create this kind of knowledge and try to automate it too. Uh, so it's like the first piece. Like the second piece that we say that you absolutely need for your business is building the public. Yeah. So that's our thing. That's uh, what uh, is helpful for us to validate founders again. And we say that if you're serious about business, you should commit to streak, like you mentioned. Yeah. You should like post daily, uh, not uh, like to become a writer. Uh, it forces you to th- think about your thing daily. Yeah. It forces you to be accountable, to set goals and so on. Yeah. So we say that uh, uh, it's super important to have the schedule and to post uh, to the social media. Uh, so we'll give a tool to uh, kind of aggregate uh, all this uh, content that you create in all the places. Uh, so it can be a tweet, a LinkedIn post, a YouTube video. Uh, so Momentum, uh, in Momentum we create a stream. Uh, let's say, uh, how is your startup called? Uh, like uh, Lead Bird? Yeah, so you can uh, stream for Lead Bird. Uh, you can create a landing page in uh, one second. Uh, you can start featuring your post there uh, and later you will be able to post from there to LinkedIn. So it kind of creates a timeline or something? Yes, it creates a timeline oh, wow. and it embeds this timeline into your uh, landing page. That's wow. the cool thing. And uh, you can bypass uh, like using this landing page builder and you can just integrate like this uh, wall into your website. Uh, yeah, from I might Facebook. try that actually. I want to try that because um, with Leaderbird, I've been posting every day or yeah. maybe at least once in two days, three days. And so I do have individual tweets, you know, and I think they will make for a nice timeline view. Yeah. And so maybe it. I can like, so the, you're saying this whole timeline view could be an embed yes. embed widget in like a card website or something like that anywhere yeah, you want? Yeah, any website. Yeah, any website wow. that allows you to embed uh, like HTML quality. I, I think I will, I definitely want to check this out now for that one. Yeah. yeah and the thing is, uh, uh, yeah, so we have one embedded in our Parallax website that is built on Webflow, like the same way. Uh, so every time like when people are on the product website, they will see the latest updates from us. And we're trying to stimulate all the people from the teams to post. Uh, uh, so it, it's really hard for people to post that. It's uh, really ch- a challenge to, like, to help them to do this. But when like everyone starts posting, magic happening. Like yeah. our website is always live. So nice. everyone building this stuff. Some Somebody submits logo. Probably it's a dribble shot. Uh, I, I record a YouTube video. Uh, somebody writes on LinkedIn. They record a demo video from their like product that they build in. So can I just tell you, this might be a bigger idea than even the building public or, um, I mean, not building public, sorry, what was the first one? Uh, The landing page stuff. Because a content aggregator that sources from um, Dribbble, YouTube, um, Twitter, embeds, LinkedIn, I don't think exists Mm -hmm. as a feed. Think about that. I don't think it exists. And like you said, like a lot of the teams would love to have something like this. You know, I was at On Deck, we had 350 people. And I'm pretty sure among 350 people, at least 25% of them 
are creating content every day, which would be yeah, valuable exactly. to have if they're, if they're tagged properly. I think it would yeah. be valuable to have in a nice feed. Um, and like, we don't have to do the work of trying to come up with, um, you know, like, a, like, you know, like trying to like curate and go and get this and like put it in a static website and then like refresh it, right? Yeah. It's a live, like real time feed. Yeah. So, so it's uh, just to clarify. So it's not automatically uh, like fetches it from your social networks, but it's by intentions. Uh, so you need to create it. Like you need to keep it like really nice because right. you don't want like uh, all this stuff from Twitter to go. I think that's what I'm wondering if maybe some one person is the curator and I guess they could like based on this, based on maybe some tags or categorization, maybe some AI, I don't know. They can like say, okay, here's 80 tweets from my team. I'm mean, not tweet, 80 content pieces from my team from all sources. I'm going to put four of them on the feed. Yeah. Oh, like, okay. You see what yeah, I mean? Like an approval system. Like I'm going to say, maybe the marketer can just say approve, 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 approve and they will be on the... Yeah, that's nice. Yeah, we actually uh, were doing something where we select accounts so basically people were uh, submitting their posts and we were trying to figure out how we can repurpose it and post it from yeah. our account. Cool. Uh, so anyway, so <laughs> that, that you that like it. Yeah. yeah. It's it's not, so it, it's a pirate. So I can like uh, uh, bring you to the uh, really black hole of what we're building uh, because uh, so uh, the thing that I mentioned, it's like it's not one product, it's a set of products. So we have uh, for now three products. So one is Page, it's a landing page builder. Second is Wave. It's a simple analytics if you use split B, it's a straight clone of split B and I can right. talk about it more. And the third one is the core product is the actual fit. Uh, like you mentioned, it's a bigger idea and we think that's where the, like all the fun stuff will be happening. But right. the thing is that uh, we're going back again to our mission. So we want to allow people to launch and grow the business as efficiently as possible. Let's go like what will be the next step. So you now have a landing page, you now post in social media. Now you need to send emails. Uh, so usually you use like uh, tools like, uh, I don't know, like Sandgrid, Materialize, like yeah. so we'll build a su- stupid simple like version of this tool in Momentum 2 so it won't be like super uh, like advanced but it will also do basic stuff like talk with people and uh, create uh, threads like another tool will be definitely like writing blog posts and uh, uh, the thing is when we have all this like uh, content already in our system we can create blog posts out of these uh, tweets so wow. that's where the fun is uh, starting to kick in so right. that's where we're moving and we're building like uh, every like feature as actual like micro products and uh, we want uh, this micro products to be led by different people. So for example, we have designer who wants to lead a product that will be a stupid simple Canva. Like so you can create an open graph images, you can create a social media images right like in 10 seconds. It will wow. be ju- just enough, just enough, like nothing like fancy, but just enough. So right. that's like the um, momentum thing. Um, but and so, for- and so that that's the, like you said, it's a suite, like a platform yes. of products, not just one. Um, and then you're uh, you're about to announce Nano, right? It starts May May 1st. Tell me more about that. Right. Um, uh, so uh, the na- uh, Nano is the like natural extension of Parallax. Let me tell you how it started. So uh, we were in Turkey with our CEO, Michi, and we were discussing like what will be the next step for uh, Parallax. And then when we actually stated the uh, mission, so our mission is to make uh, everyone in our community, including partners, clients, and team, an owner of $1 million startups. Nice. Uh, so that's a big mission. So we, we didn't accomplish it. It's our mission. So we are on the way to it and all everything that we're doing is around this mission. Uh, so Momentum in this uh, case, it allows you to build, it provides you technology to like build this $1 million startups. Uh, and Nana uh, is like, uh, it's a community piece around like building uh, startups. So to, to build startup, you definitely need like people, you need network, you need fellow founders, you need clients, you need to talk all along. So uh, with Nana, we're trying to be, build uh, actual community of early stage founders who communicate with each other, build on stuff. Uh, and 
and uh, turn it into a venture capital pipeline. Mm-hmm. So um, basically, it will be the process that will bring you from zero to one billion dollar like startup. Uh, so now we have like momentum as a technology that uh, will be used to run Nana, and Nana is an organization like the people who run in uh, like uh, I don't know who can help you uh, to advise startups and so on. So the first uh, phase of this Nana pipeline called Grid. It's a 30 days uh, uh, program in May, uh, and the uh, the only rule of the program is that you need to post daily in social media. I think right. that's the main rule. There are a few others like meeting with other people, and I'm big fan forcing enforcing it in the organization because I think that's what keeps us uh, like group growing, not right. selling. Uh, uh, but yeah, so we are building a community and this pipeline that uh, will build every day, 30 days straight, and to uh, uh, everyone who make it to the end, they will get a prize for us. Uh, it will be uh, another product, info product that we are building called Kickstart. Uh, it's um, discounts for tech products like Notion, GitHub, and so on. Wow. So everyone who made it to the end, they will get the discounts and we will invite best people uh, to the second phase called Bootcamp. Uh, the, so the goal of this first phase, the 30 days phase, will be to grow waitlist. So people mm. will be building data to validate data idea and right. grow waitlist. Uh, the goal of the second part of Bootcamp will be to make first sales. Uh, mm. Probably we'll shift it early. Probably somebody will make it early. But the absolute goal of the bootcamp will be to get first sales. So we'll help like more with like design. Probably build some no code prototype. Right. Uh, something needed to like make first sales. And so the final step will be an accelerator. Uh, it's something that we're already running for two years. So it will be already an um, equity based program. Uh, so we'll offer like best startups from bootcamp uh, to switch to this uh, accelerator program when we will assign a big team working like on their product and targets and fundraise. So right. uh, that's so, that's awesome. Thanks thanks for sharing. Um, I feel like you're taking the founders through the journey. Right? You're right. going from zero to right. one and then, you know, like the MVP is out and then uh, the first sale, first customer. So you're kind of making uh, a business more and more real, you know, yeah. from just an idea. So um, I actually had a question, uh, Igor, two questions I had. One was, um, what is the tech scene in Poland like? You know, I feel like there's a, there's a lot of developers, like really smart developers and like a lot of energy like that I can sense from way far away, miles away in, in Poland. What's happening? What's in the water? <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm not here for a long time, but uh, I can definitely confirm that uh, something is here and there because uh, I'm following a few really like uh, big people in Twitter, like from the India sun, like uh, I can mention uh, Alex from Get Baked. Uh, I think she's yeah. from Wroclaw. Uh, we also like used to tag like uh, people from Poland in Twitter and there are, there are really decent like indie hackers uh, living here. I also attended some uh, conference hosted by Amplitude uh, mm-hmm. and it was great. So it was a great talk, then networking event, uh, a lot of great people. Uh, so uh, I can recommend. So it's a great country and not uh, uh, like expensive prices, great people, uh, yeah. great startups. What's your, what's your favorite thing about uh, you? How long have you been in Poland so far? Uh, I actually just uh, here for three weeks, <laughs> but uh, uh, I'm here from time to time, but um, I moved here like three weeks ago. Yeah, fi- fully, finally moved here, right? Yeah. 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 What's your favorite thing about uh, where you are now, Poland? Uh, it's, uh, so uh, uh, I lived in Georgia for the last year and yeah. it's a really different kind of country. I mean, the country of Georgia. And uh, uh, so the people there are really like, uh, they are spontaneous, they are energetic, they are really, uh, it's in their nationality and they are super friendly. I really love Georgia. Shout out Georgia. <laughs> uh, here in Poland, uh, people are more like, um, uh, they're not that uh, expressive. Uh, so uh, they're more, more like, probably old, old school. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But I, I really love 
stuff anyway that uh, people are really like happy, like they're smiling, uh, they're like walking in the parks, there are really a lot of uh, uh, like bicycles or like families running. Uh, it just feels like really like a cool, uh, like a family vibe or something. Mm. And another thing, uh, it's uh, um, you can uh, like buy everything <laughs> in Poland. I mean, there, there is a lot of shops like uh, from China, from United States, from Europe. Uh, and I bought a lot of uh, gear like to record videos here uh, in YouTube. So I have camera and a light here. Nice. I bought some nice uh, devices. So <laughs> I'm uh, in Georgia, you don't have like big brands uh, or technology mm. so much. So I'm trying to like <laughs> uh, buy a lot really, of products to create really now, stuff. Um, like ha- you can like have a fantastic studio now, right? Like a full, yeah, full, full, full I'll try to. <laughs> yeah. So tell me also about the the VC funding scene, you mm-hmm. know, um, in the, uh, especially the pre-seed and seed. Um, I mean, in the US, of course, you have the Y Combinator, the Techstars. Um, and of course, there's so many hubs. Yeah. There's the New York scene. There's the Chicago scene. Of course, the Bay Area. Atlanta has a, a bit of a B2B and um, fintech scene. There's not a lot of B2C here. Um, very few. So I think every region has their own sort of like VC scene. Mm-hmm. You know, what, what is um, Poland like? Have you been able to figure it out yet? Uh, not actually. But the thing is that uh, our customers are from uh, United States, most, <laughs> most nice. of them. So we still work like with the same like founders like uh, from YC, from Beyond Deck, like we have nice. founders. Uh, so, and so they raise from the funds from the United States, uh, like uh, nice. generally. Did you have any uh, Ondek founders? Because, you know, I, I, I was at Ondek. For, for, uh, for, for I think I have a fellow, someone who was, was on YC programs and Beyond Deck programs. He said that Beyond Deck is much more like family, like uh, <laughs> compared nice. to YC. So, nice, uh, that's cool. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, so, yeah, so I think back to what you were saying earlier that um, mm-hmm. the, the most of the entrepreneurs you serve are raising from around the world, from, you know, from US and UK and everywhere. Gotcha. Yeah. So for now, uh, like, uh, uh, as uh, like this, uh, this fundraising thing was the same. So the last year it was pretty tough. So it was really tough. It forced us to do uh, a lot of changes. Uh, these changes are still going. Uh, like we have uh, like really tough ch- challenges in company to uh, like to secure ourselves like for the future. Like for example, we're trying to increase the number of uh, sales call 10 times. Yeah. And uh, we're trying to do the same for the cost of uh, MVP. So yeah. somehow we need to build MVP like twice as uh, less uh, money. So we um, we change an uh, offer, and because of uh, like this slowdown funding, we changed our offer a lot during the last year. We uh, like lowered our prices. So we tried to introduce like a uh, uh, subscription based model uh, oh. when you subscribe to the team, and we now uh, promoting this offer more. And basically, we're trying. Okay, so founders have an option to hire a CTO. What it will cost them? Like uh, what will be the salary? What will be the equity? How can we compare them to CTO and be better than them? And uh, mm-hmm. we have a lot of like legacy resources to be better than like uh, average CTO, mm-hmm. let's say so. Um, so we changed a lot and we used to take uh, contracts like uh, around, I don't know, like 70K like for MVP uh, and three months of uh, building something. And we switched to, so now our prices are somewhere around 15K uh, for starters, it can be lower and we're trying to build MVPs in under two months. So, uh, and by MVP, I mean like uh, really like fully, like, full right. product. So it's, uh, it makes sense to build it once it's already validated. Right. Uh, so uh, we changed a lot and now we introduced this offer. We're trying to assign people to more projects, basically to let more startups in and try to create something with uh, which is less expensive and potentially uh, we can automate and productize yeah. and sell as a product. So so that brings me to um, one of the last segments that I wanted to touch on with you, which is uh, the rise of AI. You okay. know? I'm curious, what are your predictions and perspectives on uh, AI? Have you been playing with OpenAI 
APIs and like just the, the chat GPT and stuff like that. Okay. Yeah. So uh, I'm pretty lame here. Uh, so my focus all, uh, all around like uh, network and marketing recently. But cool thing that we have like uh, basically we have uh, like guys who play in the CTO role uh, inside the company now uh, and they're doing all this AI stuff. Um, so uh, I'm not that used to, but I'm I kind of okay with it. I see how it will transform momentum uh, because uh, like it's what we're building. So now we're generating like a page with one tagline. We will generate the full page out of this tagline. Mm. Uh, so I, I see what will happen. I'm not uh, telling like too much formal. Uh, so mm. I, I think we're, we're good with it because as long as people are practicing it, uh, working on it and so on. But I think like the like product uh, uh, industry will change like really a lot like uh, in the following year. So we'll see. Uh, we already see like products that kind of can make a design, kind of can make a product with that, but they are not like they're good. So you, you can play with them, but you can like uh, grow a business with them yet. Uh, I think like in three months, we'll have like a huge number of products to choose from. Or, yeah. and, and in about a year, we will see like really uh, someone who like made it, like made someone it. who created this platform. And uh, uh, and it's it's a bit scary. I mean... Uh, Does it remind so, you of anything? Does it remind you of any time in the past, maybe 10, 10 15 years where there was such an explosion of new product into the market? Uh, I don't know. Not uh, at my age. I think the closest is uh, still Web3, like think. So it yeah. was weird kind of, and it was kind of changing everything. But this time, I think it's for serious. So I definitely yeah. see the practical uh, implementation of it. Uh, I, I believe in blockchain. I really admire the technology and uh, the philosophical th- uh, thoughts that uh, it's part, mm-hmm. but AI is more real at this point. Yeah, at this uh, point. So I think the, the closest thing here, that yeah. comes to my mind, Igor, is uh, maybe the Apple App Store explosion. You know, when, when the first App Store was announced... Oh, I remember yeah. um, there was an app for everything. That was actually the commercial. Apple ran a commercial that said uh, there's an app for that, right? And they would have all kinds of weird, not just them, but like the developers. So there's a lot of creative developers came out and then they would create like, I remember there was like an app um, that would be like, um, I think it was like a cigarette lighter or something. And like, it would just, um, like you can move the phone and then it would like the, the flame of the light would go <laughs> whichever direction. And I, by the way, at that time, we thought that was so crazy. It was like, whoa, that's so crazy. Um, and so there were so many apps like that and like so many dumb apps. Uh, that came out an explosion of apps in the early days of App Store um, and of course over time I think it stabilized itself so I think maybe AI is going to be like that you know um, yeah but it's uh, like the way how I think about it so it will definitely change the roles like in the team especially as we want to be cutting edge like we need to like change these uh, roles uh, so the, the one who will use AI definitely will be succeeding well, yeah uh, right uh, so uh, well, what was the thought let me remember <laughs> uh, I think you, you were saying about I guess the explosion of the, these products I think I'm very curious though. We have to see because like, like you said, there's so many founders now starting um, a lot of clone products that are the same thing. Let's say like voice transcription, you know, the same voice transcription products, like four or five, six of them. They're all using mm-hmm. the same Whisper API, yeah, yeah. you know, from OpenAI. So we'll have to see which one will, which one of them will make it in the long run. Um, though, but it's great. It's a great time. I think overall, I think it's yes. a fantastic time yeah. to be living. Yeah, living. that's what I wanted to, yeah, to say. So I think it will change like the type of people who will be uh, involved in building startups. So we see uh, like uh, uh, kind of like bow uh, of this like creator economy where you are in uh, that you're exploring a lot. Uh, and uh, I think um, like uh, Naval said that uh, internet will change like uh, the world drastically and most mm. people do not still understand this. And yeah. I think it's still true, right? Like uh, in, in, in five years. So we still don't see the power of the internet and think that AI will uh, open it even further. So for the people who are uh, not like was um, uh, like uh, learned some technology or uh, had the access like to go to university or stuff but there are a lot of like really smart people 
for now with the use of AI with no code they can do like crazy stuff and it opens like the world for them so uh, I think we should dial down on like the people who are probably not technical but uh, they suffered something through life probably uh, I don't know they moved from uh, one city to another they uh, were fired from one job they opened a coffee shop they failed I think that's the type of people who uh, will be successful so entrepreneurs wow. like uh, artists like creators so we're trying to find like these people like uh, to join our team so that's how yeah. uh, the ones who can uh, who are not like really focused on technology or on like things on processes but who want to create something who can change who can like use utilize this technology to create and change so right. uh, that's I think what will be uh, changing right. and with all this layoff so it's just confirmed that yeah well so I actually um, sorry to switch topic but I have to ask you this because you mentioned Naval and I think in our emails we were talking about how much I love Naval and how much you know we both share the same uh, admiration towards him what what about him um, really stands out for you like where was the you know what was the inflection point or what were some interesting you know le- learnings that you took away from watching him or reading about him and following him mm-hmm. okay so uh, I was actually ignoring Naval for a long time I know I knew that he was a big like uh, guy in the startup scene but uh, you know you uh, sometimes you avoid like popular thing, things yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, but I really like uh, throughout this year so I was uh, like uh, opening all these authors and uh, I started to understand like this content thing uh, uh, the books like Mantas so yeah. it uh, was something that was uh, surprising for me so book can be so short so practical why did I like waste so much time on different <laughs> books right. okay so I, I started to understand that then I got I think to Derek Sievers so Derek Sievers like I think is even more powerful like, figure for me yeah. figure. and at this point I kind of understood Naval and all this like simplicity of thoughts I think is it's genius that he can like pack all this like wisdom in this like small amount of words it's something that I'm trying to do but right. <laughs> but he like he really like nailed it and uh, why Naval is so like important for us because it's uh, like his uh, threat on uh, how to like be, be rich without being lucky yeah. it can be used like a practical playbook for us uh, we even th- thought at one point uh, that nano website it should just like include this uh, threat from Naval and that's it like uh, that's the type of people that we're looking for if you yeah. uh, if you really like uh, like this idea join us if not it's yeah. okay yeah. just do not join yeah. Yeah. and uh, I think the, the one thing that I appreciate the most both uh, in like Derek Sievers and Naval is this resourceful mindset is that uh, you should be able to like uh, change the world even without like, resources don't say that someone is, is to blame don't say that you didn't have a budget uh, mm. don't say that technology didn't work out uh, just do things like be for, uh, focused understand uh, what you want and move there and definitely in Naval is uh, uh, is the part of self-consciousness uh, that yeah. who am I like what is my special skill mm. uh, how do I um, make it uh, like uh, really a product for myself uh, uh, how I can leverage it what is the leverage is uh, yeah. so the things and the concepts like this really use them a lot uh, in our like company messaging and uh, we actually have a podcast internal podcast every week so every damn week our oh. CEO talks with the whole company so everybody in, in, invited to join so every time he speaks about our mission like that uh, we want everyone it's serious guys we want everyone to be an uh, owner of one million dollar startup and yeah. he talked like about why do we want it and we speak because that's really what we have us to do a great like service to clients and to live a better life so we want to have fun we want to build leverage we want to have high exits uh, through the long time and Naval can explain you all of this yeah uh, so it's definitely like so, something matching with our uh, psychology and I like yeah. how mm, I, I have the I mean I have almost a similar sort of um, appreciation for him and his um, you know his um, openness to even share that right? 
imagine if he didn't share that. Imagine if he didn't yeah. post that. I think I remember there was a time when 2018 or 19 when I used to follow like religiously everything that he wrote, every podcast appearance he was on. I even built an Ocore project just to track all of the podcasts that he was on because he was on a bunch yes. of them. Joe Rogan and a few other podcasts yeah. he was on at the same time. And um, what really stood out for me was that he, he was one of those people that could distill something that's so profound um, into a few words, like you said, yes. but it, he would pierce through BS. He, there was no fluff. Yeah. You know, there's a sense of honesty and authenticity and it felt like it was clearing the brain fog in my brain. It was just like, clear, you know, it's just a sense of clarity you get. And he explains wealth creation as a very clear game that you can play and have fun. It's not a, you know, like a um, shortcut thing or not a, um, you know, weird, negative, like, you know, greedy thing, you know, but it's like, how do you go create um, the kind of wealth that you want to create by using leverage and so on. So if you I think it was just at all, eye-opening for me. Yeah, I was like really, really for, I think I, it's just eye-opening for like a month. I, I was probably, I was just walking around like, wow, you know, now I see the world in a different way, right? Um, <laughs> yeah, so. I think that turned me to Naval is also uh, Jack uh, from Visualize Value. Yeah, and yeah. I knew that Jack he Butcher. built the whole company on, on top of that. So I thought, oh, it's actually working. And right. I heard that uh, Justin Welsh is referring Naval. So he's also like uh, taking things. So I thought yeah. again, oh, it's working again. <laughs> yeah, he does. He does for sure. Awesome. Great. Igor, thank you so much. Um, yeah, you this much. was fun. <laughs> I couldn't believe, yeah, the time just flew uh, flew by. Um, appreciate you being on the show. Appreciate you sponsoring the, you know, the podcast. But even, you know, even beyond that, I think appreciate you doing um, all of the things that you guys are doing for founders and entrepreneurs, you know, um, through the journey, not just the zero to one phase, you know, through Momentum, through Nano and all the other projects. Keep me in the loop. would love to continue supporting, you know, your projects and amplifying when I, whenever I can. Nice. Yeah, thank you very much for inviting uh, me. And uh, there are two things that I want to say that first, the support creators uh, and uh, I really uh, was cool to support you, uh, KP, and uh, it was really great to hear that uh, it means so a lot uh, to you. Definitely will like, uh, expand my sponsorship. So thank you. And uh, all the guys that hear this podcast, sponsor creators, it's important. It's high leverage. It will give you higher ROI. Don't, <laughs> don't listen to those who say that otherwise. Right. So it's the first thing. So the second that uh, uh, we owe you this like uh, some small tool to build <laughs> as a <laughs> right. audience. Let's build something fun and let's record it. So it will keep us accountable. So just yeah, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm down to you know, whenever. <laughs> so um, thank you so much. And yeah, actually, do you, you want to plug uh, Parallact? Where do where do people find Parallact? And also give the you know the the domains of other websites that you you're referring to earlier. Sure. So the main thing for us is still Parallact. So I can find it at parallact.com. Uh, so it's our startup studio. When uh, you can reach out to us, and if you have issue with your product, we can help you with that. Or if you want to build a product, we can just talk, uh, or we can quote you, or we can discuss like revenue sharing. You have audience, so reach out to us. Um, so if you want to check out this early stage product that I'm building called Momentum, uh, check the domain. It's ugly for a moment, but here it is. It's mmntm.build. So it's like Momentum without vowels. Uh, so check it out and we'll likely <laughs> upgrade it in the near future. And uh, follow my journey uh, in Twitter. So I'm tweeting a lot and uh, I think you can find me just Igor Krasnik in Twitter. And thank okay. you very much I'm gonna if you're listening. I'm going to put all of this in the show notes as well so they can you know click into oh. the link. Awesome. Thank you so much, Igor. Have a good one. Yeah, thank you very much, Kitty. Bye-bye. See ya. <laughs>